Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. And today this is episode 104 and it is part two of our conversation. Listen, sis, you don't have to. Okay, there was also a big you don't have to's for tech and digital things. Okay. So, um, like, you don't, your kids don't have to have social media accounts. <gasps> I love this one. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, your kids, okay, this is a little spicy because I, I thought she was saying it the other way. But she said, you don't have to hand a kid an iPad in a restaurant. True. Right. Yes. That's why they have coloring sheets. Okay. <laughs> but also, you don't have to keep your keep an iPad away from your kids in the restaurant, you know. So a friend of mine the other day came in the store and was telling me that they don't have internet at their house. What? They haven't had it for three years. Their kids don't have iPads. They don't get on the internet. How do you live? They're, they're very happy. They go outside and play. That's what they do. Oh, my gosh. I came home and told Greg, I was like, is that really possible? Like, I don't even think I knew that was actually possible. It I, is possible. That kind of blows my mind. And her husband has a, you know, big-time job, and she's a stay-at-home mom, and they go to public school. Their kids go to public school, and she just tells the teachers, look, if you really need me to know something, I need you to text me because I'm not going to be able to check email all the time. Whoa, that is very interesting. Okay, but good for her because she said, you don't have to. You don't have to. Wow. And they're so happy. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, you don't have to give your kids cell phones. No, you don't. And don't do it until middle school. I'm just saying it. All you people that are giving your kids a phone in elementary school, stop it. <laughs> stop it. You don't have to let your kids play video games. Yeah, but it's so nice to have a moment of quiet. I know. So some of these, some of these though, are like, they've made a decision. That's why it's kind of spicy. Yes. You know, but, but I do feel like that's good to not have the pressure to be like, well, my kid has to play Fortnite or Minecraft or. No, I remember that with the boys. That was a big thing when they were little is when did you let them start playing some of these video games because other people were doing it yeah. and you wanted to say, no, I'm not ready for that. But you did. You felt the pressure like, well, I have to because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. And I don't want them to be left out. Exactly. Same with social and phones and stuff. You feel that pressure. Yes. Um, okay. So I had a mom say, you don't have to let your kids have screen, screen time during the week. So they do not do any screen time Monday through Thursday, you know, cause they're they get home and then they go out and play and stuff like that. Just yes. kind of like what you're saying. And then they do their homework and then they go to bed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I had a mom with uh, college kids chime in. Ooh. And I thought this was yes. good. So she said um, for college, she said, you don't have to send care packages every month. So apparently that's, she's feeling that pressure. That's crazy. Maybe there's some You moms. have finally gotten your kid out of the house and off to college and now you still feel the pressure to show up on their campus with yeah. a care package. Yeah. Yeah. Or mail it to them. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's like, you know, for your kid to get to open their mailbox and be like, look what my mom sent. Right. Homemade cookies. Yeah. Yes. That would, that would be a lot to navigate. 
Um, and then she also said, have the cutest dorm room. Which oh. aren't dorm rooms like next level? Next level. Which I had to share a room. I feel like so many kids go to college now and they get their own oh. dorm room. They're okay. not sharing. So then they can really go next level because they get to make it exactly what they want. I had to compromise. Yeah, I had to share and... Yeah, we just had to work together. Do you know what my roommate Rochelle and I did? We, so I was in Erie, Pennsylvania, you know, just, so we went down to the CVS. We walked down there because we didn't have cars and we bought wrapping paper. Stop it. It was so cute. It was floral and we wallpapered our walls with wrapping paper. How did you get it to stick? We used like double stick tape and it was adorable. Do you have pictures of this? Yes. I'm going to need this on social this week. It was so cute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we would, gotta, would you do that today? Would you cover a wall in wrapping paper? Yes, and I, actually, I wish I would have done that. Did you know, so Caroline's room, I did wall, a wallpaper wall. It's lovely. No, it's fallen down twice. I've tried to re-stick it twice. I ordered this new, like, sticky stuff. It's not stuff. sticky enough? I don't know what's going on, dog, but I just, a couple days ago, had to rip it all down. You spent so much time on that. And money. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it's very frustrating. Okay, you don't have to wallpaper your kid's room. Yeah, so, yeah. So I wish I would have just bought some like wrapping, wrapping paper. paper and been like, here we go. Okay, 2023, we're bringing back wrapping paper on the wall. Yes, it was cute. Highly recommend. Okay, here's um, our next category is trips and vacations. Yes. So a seasoned mama messaged and she said, you don't have to give into the pressure to make memories out of every experience. Trust me, when your kids are adults, they'll remember the best organic mundane moments. Yes, that's so true. That's so, so true. Okay, ready for this one? Let, let me know how this is going to land on you. If this has to do with Disney World, I am going to be mad. How did you know? Because I know you're hating on my love for Disney this World. This is not me. This is somebody else, Rebecca. Oh, my goodness. She said, you don't have to take your kids to Disney World. <laughs> you don't have to, but if you want to. Yes, but I have felt the pressure, like, Oh my gosh, my poor kids are going to be like missing out of the only ones? Yes. Really? Yes. yes. Yeah. I wonder, because I don't know how that feels, because of oh, taking my kids into the world, so. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that was a feeling. Um, you, okay. How this, about Great Wolf Lodge? You don't have to take your kids to Great Wolf Lodge. Oh don't you feel like there's a pressure there, too? I don't know, but we've done that twice, and I'm like, I'm out. Like, when you walk in that room and your eyes are on fire because of the chlorine. Yes. And then there's just all these people just in this water. And it's like, what is what is in this water? You know? That's why they have the chlorine. It I know. Even still, it is. is it enough? Because I, I don't know. I don't think it's enough. You know? That's you, why when Kate takes her kids to the community pool, she don't get in. Put a toe in. I don't know what's in that water. You know when I do get in the community pool? The very beginning of the season. That's right. Yes. But come August, oh, you will not see me in there. Because <laughs> whatever is in there has been living there for three months. Yeah. Yes. I'll take the fresh water. Okay. But not the August yes, water. Yes. Um, okay. So family holidays. We actually had something, had several people talk about this, about the pressure to, at every family holiday, go to every event. And especially like I come from a divorced family and have divorced people in my family. So it then it creates this like... So many places you have to be and trying to coordinate with all those people. Yeah. And just the freedom of just being able to say, you know, we're just not going to make it this year. Well, and that's a hard one because 
you're not, it's not like you're getting judged by like social media world. It's like your family. Mm -hmm. So you're letting somebody down or you're not, they've got some expectation for how it's supposed to go. But I really believe that once you start your little family and you have your kids, I mean, you have to make them your priority. Mm -hmm. You have to do what's best for you guys. Yeah. There are times to sacrifice and say, you know, this year we'll make an effort but I just think too many people feel pressure to do that. And then their holidays, they're gone. And they've totally missed the joy oh, in them because they've been so crazy trying to make sure. Even with gifts, I feel like some families, it's like everybody has to have a gift. Mm-hmm. And so you're spending money on things that the person doesn't really want. Mm-hmm. But there's just this expectation. There's one. You don't have to give everybody a Christmas present. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that the other one that fell into this category was you don't have to do something for every school holiday. So interestingly, our school holidays in the last three years, two years, I feel like I've been changing. We're like, now yes. we have this fall break. Yes. Um, and then this, this last, just a few weeks ago, we had like president's day holiday. So we had like a four day weekend uh-huh. and these things are sneaking up on me. And then I see all these families going off and doing these things. I'm like, well, how do these mamas know? Right. Right. We had these four days. I did not know. Well, and I just want to not have an alarm clock. I just want to sleep and yeah. sit on my couch. But and- I feel like, you know, like, oh, my poor kids, you know, like, we're not doing something. Um, and, like, spring break is this coming week, and I am going to be gone for a work thing, and then we have mom camp. And yes. so yes. we're not doing a family vacation. No. And it's like, ah, oh, I know. know. I know. But I think what that mom, that seasoned mom said there is so true. I don't think our kids are going to look back and go, I can't believe we didn't go on vacation every spring break. Yeah. I think they're going to look back and go, remember that time we blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. And you're going to go, really? Yeah. That didn't take any money or planning. And that yeah. was your favorite? No, that's good. Well, and like, so um, just knowing I was going to be gone on Friday, that kids had a half day. So I grabbed Caroline and we went to Starbucks and she got treats and we played cards. And then we went to the park together. We had the best time. And then I came home and, um, was grabbing Caleb from school and I was like, you want to go play pickleball? And so we went down to the park and played pickleball for a couple hours. And, um, Lydia picked something special to do. So just, you know, just, I just tried to find some little moments. That's right. Well, and that's, that's, so good too because you're also creating a memory with each kid because mm-hmm. I do think sometimes you go on vacations and you've got an older kid and a younger kid and they're not getting the same thing out of that vacay yeah especially when you got babies you yeah. know so it's like you're trying to make this magical family moment but it's hard when you've got different age kids and you're trying to figure out what speaks to each kid mm-hmm. so what a great idea to just like look ahead at your week and go okay well Thursday afternoon I'm just gonna grab a kid and we're gonna go do something they want to yeah that's so good um, this next one, so we're going to go, this, this one was accommodate others. Um, cause I was about to say, we're going to just keep light and then go heavy, but this is the next on my list. And I think it's a good one to talk about because I think it relates to trips and vacations. Um, but this, a couple of moms said, you don't have to feel guilty for doing things differently than other family members. You don't have to be all things to all people. You don't have to explain your decisions to everyone. Oh God, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, next up was activities and sports and dress-up days. You know we come for dress-up days. (laughs) But just that you don't have to participate in every dress-up day. The 100th day of school. Yes. My least favorite. Let me tell you about Caroline this year. For the 100th day of school, like the night before, I helped her pick out like an old lady outfit. And, of course, it's the night before. And I'm like, well, I could have gone and gotten mm-hmm, some stuff exactly. or whatever. Why but is like, the Dollar Tree not open right now? Right. So I had, like, a shawl, and she had this little dress, and put her hair up in a bun and stuff. 
that morning she woke up and she came in my room with tears in her eyes and she was like, I don't want to be an old lady. And I was like, okay, well, you don't have to. And she said, well, I need a hundred day thing. You know what I did? Got a Sharpie. I got a t-shirt and we dra- we dug through my craft drawers and I got a hundred googly eyes. You had a hundred googly eyes? That's impressive. Just one of the things impressive. in my drawers. So I burned every single one of my fingers, hot gluing though, these googly eyes the to a t-shirt. The morning of? The morning of a hundred. Friend, commitment. Eyes. No, I, you know, but that third child, like I just don't, it's hard for me to like tell her no, you know. Okay, so we need a whole category. <laughs> You don't have to with the third kid. Here we go. Oh, my god! Here we go. So it was Hot Mess Express, but I was able to make 100. I wrote 100 out of these googly eyes. I am impressed. Oh, my god! I said, no, third kid. We don't do that. Okay, but speaking of school stuff, there was a lot of heat about school fundraisers. Like, right now, we're in the middle of I don't even feel like I can talk about it because it's, so, it's so heated. It's this heart challenge. What are we even doing right now? Listen, I got a heart kid. I am actually the one that should be doing the heart challenge because they have a heart kid. Yeah. Do you donate? Do no. You? No. They- I gave it to the hospital when she had her <laughs> surgery. Okay? I think I get to opt out. I'm just saying. They want us to email everyone in our email contact list. And they put all this pressure on the kids. Like, yes. you know, you've got to reach out to your fourth cousin in Nebraska and you know yes. like I don't know and yes. the kids come home and they're like no we have to do this and then they win these mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good word but these janky prizes from China <laughs> it's okay to say because China does make good stuff but you just want to be like mama necklaces. you don't you don't can we just give you the money and you save this plastic like, do we have to do this? I don't know. I just, I know it's important. Is it? You know? No, like, okay, think about it. Fundraisers for um, breast cancer awareness. Okay, sure, sure. For okay. school uniforms. Yeah. For band trips. Like, this is just the beginning of fundraisers. Yeah. There's so much more to come. Yeah. It's all super important. But it just can't be that way for each family because not every family can do all that they want them to do. Yeah. And I think it's hard because you're trying to be supportive, mm-hmm. but you're like, I, I cannot email my fourth cousin anymore. Yeah. Well, and okay. So just maybe like you pick one per year that you lean into, but otherwise you just kind of are like, you know, let it go. But like, we're doing this apex thing now. And I'm like, listen, kid, I'll make one donation for each of you. Yes. If you want to ask your grandparents, go ahead. Yes. But that's where we're ending this. I'm not posting to my social media for you. Well, and my kid just went on a really big mission trip. And so we definitely needed help getting him to that mission trip. But then you feel bad going back to a grandparent that you've asked 14 times this year to donate to something. Sure. When the thing that you really are excited about comes along. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how teachers feel about that because they're support. They want to support their school too, but I wonder how they feel about trying to ask their kids to give stuff all the time. Sure, it's you know? a lot. Well, then you have kids come to the door, and I'm like, well, listen, we all live in the same neighborhood. Y'all know, <laughs> I got a kid that goes there too. Okay, y'all come to the Bradford door. Greg's gonna give you money. That man cannot say no to a face. He sees your face. He's buying your cookies. Well, and you he's used to get be- your discount card. <laughs> And he's signing up for your heart challenge. Okay. You used to be able to get away with it and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have any cash. And now they're like, no problem. I got a QR code, baby. (laughs) 
Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So speaking of all those things, there was a lot of heat for, you know, that you don't have to go to every classroom party. One mom said, I don't need to take the day off work to watch my kid eat a cookie. Nope. Nope. Um, but you, and then, you know, like, you know, I got roped into helping with classroom parties this year. Yes, you did. And just that you don't have to go all out for those. Um, you don't have to volunteer for everything. Your kids do not have to play multiple sports or any sports, frankly. That's right. Um, you don't have to do sleepovers. <sighs> that spicy? Cause I just did one. I caved. I did it. I had kids at my house. How many? Just one. Oh, you, you said kids. <laughs> I just feel like I deserve an extra jewel in my crown. Yeah. Because it's not my forte. Yeah. But I did it. Yeah. We had one. Well, the girls are getting into sleepover age, and, you know, some people just don't do it. And that's okay. That's okay. And Um, listen, it's your kid. Okay? You get to make the decision. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. With your home, there's a plenty of stuff here. Um, That's our next category. But obviously, there was a lot about just having it perfectly clean. All yeah. the time. Yeah. In order for people to be able to come over. Yes. Um, that, you know, organic only. Yes. Cooking perfectly healthy meals all the time. Right. You no know, chicken nuggets and pizza are okay. They are okay. Uh, well, I, the one that I thought was really funny was a mom mentioned, you know, that everything does not have to be in clear organizers. You know, those bins. Yes. Like, everybody has to have these bins right now that are clear. Listen, but you got a pretty pantry, girlfriend. My pantry is fine, but it's beautiful. I and I do put seven bins, but I am not putting seven clear bins. You know what happens when you put seven clear bins? Everything in the bin has to be just so. You know, that's right. We need dark bins so yes. you can't see what's in I that do bin. I need you see. I need to be able to throw it in the bin and not yes. ask any questions. Yes, you know. Yes, these clear bins. This is a lot of pressure. Yes, and if you watch, mm, here comes my TikTok reference. If okay. you watch TikToks, there are all these like TikToks where people like unbox stuff. And put them in all these clear bins, you know, in drawers and stuff like that. And it's, like, very nice to watch, but you're also like, listen, I'm jealous. I'm going to admit it, okay? You know, there's, like, that spice rack that goes in your drawer, and it, like, lines your spices all up so perfectly. Where the spices lay down in the drawer. Yes. Want. Want. I love that. Yes. There's, like, a special cabinet for your baking sheets where they all just slide in. Yeah. I got some kitchen jealousy. Uh I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some things that, like, slide out and slide over. I don't know if you've ever seen those cabinets. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. A lazy Susan, like, in the corner uh-huh. where you can't fit stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, we could just, <laughs> yes. I love all of that. It's not happening in my kitchen, but I sure love it in yours. Oh, okay. And then this one was heavy, but I felt like it it needed to be shared. Um, and she actually, this mom that messaged, she said, she started out with, this is heavy. But she said, you don't have to have a child to be an honorable woman. <gasps> oh. She said that she had a lot of guilt and feelings of failure for years before she had her baby. Um, she felt like her sole purpose was to birth, and she couldn't. Um, and it was a lot for her to have to come to grips with. Uh, and I think that's a very real thing. And I'm glad she brought that up is, you know, you do not have to have a baby to be the woman God has called you to be. That's right. You know? Yes. And you actually don't have to have a baby to be a mama because we believe that – the heart of a mama is inside every woman. It you know, is. We all have this desire to nurture and care and support. Um, and that's really what a mama is. So. Well, and so many times we try to compare our story with somebody else's story. And we don't see God's master plan and how he's thought it all through. Yeah. But I see 
that there are beautiful gifts that women without children can give to others because they do have more time and availability Mm -hmm. and that maybe their gift to a child and however they give it is beautiful and meaningful and that child's going to remember it. Mm -hmm. But I agree. I think society has made us feel like there's this expectation for women. I think it, I think across the board, there's expectations for women, not just having children, but jobs. And like you said, clean houses and, successful you know lives or whatever and I just think when you lean into God and you let him write your story it's way more beautiful than what you have thinking that the world is trying to tell you to do yeah yeah I'm with you so I had a few scriptures I wanted to share the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about this comes from Colossians 2 15 and 16 and it says this is about Jesus it says he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. So, you know, when we're looking at here, I mean, festival or new moon or a Sabbath, like those are, that's the category of things that are, we're falling into right here, right? Uh These actually optional things, but even in Jesus time, there was this pressure to like celebrate a certain way or participate in a certain holiday or eat a certain food or not eat a certain food. And here Paul is coming out and saying, these are actually negotiable things. Yeah. Because these people are not the authorities over you. He says, he says, Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame. Like he is your authority. So we don't need to be listening to what all these other people have to say. We want to listen to Jesus. That's right. Um, and I think the other piece that this is coming down to is thinking about whose approval are we living for? Galatians 1.10 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And there's this piece where we have to choose. Like, who are we doing this for? Mm -hmm. Are we doing this to make other people think we're good and lovely and good mamas and good housekeepers and, you know, we have everything together? Is Is that who we're doing this for? Or are we trying to please God and live in a way that honors him and and does what he has called us to do? Well, and that's where I would say, you know, this whole you don't have to. When I overfill my schedule, when I stretch my budget, it adds stress and pressure to my life that keeps me from doing the things that God really wants for me to be doing. Yeah. And so if I'm not spending that time with him, how do I know what he's asking me to do? Yeah. And I think some of us have lived for so long without asking the Holy Spirit to really show me what is my purpose? What is my specific thing that you need me to do? Mm-hmm. Because you've been trying to keep up with other people. And maybe it's, maybe for some reason it makes you feel good on the inside when you can say, I did all these wonderful things. But what I want to say is when you're doing the thing God wants you to do, you can't even imagine how amazing that feels. Yeah. Because you see your father leading and guiding and speaking to you and you get a fulfillment from him that you can't get from all the other things the world has. Yeah, that's so good. Um, the other scripture I wanted to share um, is 1 Corinthians ten thirty one, And this is, again, another category where they're talking about really things that are optional and kind of our choices in things. And it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I think that goes back to exactly what you were just saying. Um, when we feel this pressure, is this something we have chosen that is good and necessary? You know, like thinking back to me being 20 years old, 
the things I was doing, I mean, I was trying to graduate college and get married, you know, um, but it wasn't helpful for me to blame somebody outside of myself. I had made these decisions Mm -hmm. and it was going to be a tough season, Mm -hmm. but it was good and necessary. So I just needed to stick with it and not complain, you know? So, so are they good and necessary or are we listening to some rule we have set for ourselves or have believed from someone else? Um, God is our authority. And let me tell you, he is way less concerned about the plant on your porch than he is your relationship with him. Amen. And it helps us to filter when we remember what we're saying yes to, which is exactly what you were just saying. Um, am I fulfilling the purpose that God has for me, not that someone else is setting for me? And so when, when I say yes, I want to say yes to time with my family, to rest, to talking to God, to a bank account with savings, to peace, to a healthy relationship with my husband, to a home that feels warm and welcoming. Now, I think when we know what we're saying yes to, then when these other things come along, we go, oh, well, no, I don't have to do that because that doesn't fall under Mm -hmm. my yes. So moms, here's what I want you to hear today is this, listen, sis, you don't have to say yes to everything. And actually, your life will be so much more focused and fulfilling if we can actually just say no to the things that are truly negotiables that maybe we have put into the non-negotiable category. Moms, we love you so much. We hope that this week you get to say, that's not for me, and feel more freedom in that. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, moms. Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. T Chiropractic and Acupuncture. Y'all, if you are local to the Dallas area, I highly recommend going to see Dr. T. I started seeing him several years ago to help with my allergies, and acupuncture has been a game changer for me. T Chiropractic and Acupuncture is located in Rockwall, Texas, and they treat all kinds of injuries, neck and back pain, headache, sciatica, shoulder and knee pain, which are often caused by pinched nerves, disc and muscle injuries. Dr. Luke Barlow has also recently joined the team, and together they believe they are called by God to serve the community as his tool for healing. So go check out their website today, chirodrt.com, and go feel better, y'all. This episode is also sponsored by The Pearl at Sabine Creek. The Pearl generously hosted our event for the podcast live, and you guys, it was the most amazing venue. Barry and Connie, the owners of The Pearl, were incredible to work with. They were organized, helpful, and created a space where moms felt welcomed and loved. This event venue is located in the Dallas area, and it's nestled within eight acres of beautiful Texas landscape. Y'all, seriously, when you drive up to this mansion-style venue, it will take your breath away. The ballroom has sparkling chandeliers, a grand staircase. There's a gorgeous chapel with breathtaking views, suites for the bride, groom, and family. And literally, they have thought through every detail to make it run so smooth for you. Their venue package includes a 15-hour rental, tables, chairs, linens, decor, and so many more amenities. Schedule a tour to visit The Pearl at Sabine Creek today for your next event. You can reach them at thepearlatsabinecreek.com.